Ah, here we go again. Another compliance training. Welcome, and thank you for joining me today to talk about <sighs> fiscal He's compliance so in the new year. Hey everybody, this is Josh Risser, and in case you don't know me yet, I'm a former corporate trainer turned professional voice talent. I want to thank you for joining me for episode one of the DIY Narrator Podcast. This is the first official episode of the podcast, if you ignore episode zero, I guess. I'm on a quest to help you improve your learner's engagement through effective e-learning narrations, when you can't hire a professional narrator like myself. First of all, I want to say thank you very much to everyone out there who listened to episode zero and shared or sent me some messages on LinkedIn and Twitter. I ended up with a bunch of new connections on LinkedIn and new followers on Twitter, and it's really motivating for me and exciting to see that this was so well received. In fact, I was so excited for this episode, I could barely keep to the release schedule. Um, I wanted to get it out ASAP. I, I almost released it on Monday. But I waited, and in case you're wondering, new episodes of the DIY Narrator podcast will be released to iTunes, Google Play, and all your other podcatchers on Thursdays. So head over to DIYNarrator.com slash subscribe and make sure you catch future episodes when they're released. All right, today's subject, we're going to talk about five performance tips to keep your listener engaged and keep it from sounding like you're reading a script. For each one, I've provided some key exercises or a key exercise that you can consider homework and preparation before you do your next narration. Now, this isn't stuff like coloring your words or placing emphasis on certain keywords and phrases. If you focus on emphasis, it'll quickly take you down the path of the lilting and your voice will start going up and down when you're doing your narration and that'll lead to upspeak and it'll make you sound like you're unsure of what you're saying. For example, if you're going to say something like make sure you click the save button before closing the window, if you were lilting on it, you could say something like make sure you click the save button before closing the window. It sounds like I had a question about save, like whether or not save was an actual button, like make sure you click the save button. So it should just be make sure you click the save button before closing the window. You don't want to speak up. So if you start worrying about emphasis and color, you're going to start up speaking and lilting and you don't want that to happen. But the first thing we should talk about is what do I mean by performance? You aren't on a stage or in a movie. This isn't an animated TV show. You aren't a character in that sense. This is just a narration for some training on how to use new software or some guidelines for the whatchamacallit thingama process, you know. And that's true, but the thing to remember is that every element you use in your e-learning module, be it an animation or an image or a line of text or the narration should only make it into your final project for one of two reasons. The first reason, it's essential information required to understand the concept. And I'm sure you all understand that. And number two, it aims to improve engagement. So the two reasons that something should make it into your final project are either it's essential information or it helps improve engagement. The narration seems like it'd fall into category one, providing essential information, but there's nothing special about narrations over text if you just give it the job of delivering information. The performance of the narrator not only delivers information, but also helps carry the engagement. It's so much more than just reading a script. If one of your listeners feel like you're in the room with them and talking directly to them, 
they're going to be much more engaged in the process of learning. And conveniently, it's like I planned this, that brings me to my first tip. I want to set it up though by asking you a question. If I asked you who your audience was for the project that you're currently working on, or even your last project, what would you say? My guess is you'd probably say something like, well, it's for the people at Company X who are in the billing department or whatever department they're in. But the point is you're probably developing your script and module with a group of people in mind. But when you narrate it, you need to think not of the group of people, but of the individual, which is my first tip. Talk to one person. Think about your learner during the narration, not the content. You need to consider the situation that your learner's in when they're actually consuming your course. They're going to be on some device in some room, probably with headphones plugged in and most likely alone. Now that you're thinking about your learner, imagine how you deliver that same content if you had to do it in person and not via e-learning. I know back when I was a trainer and I had to do a one-on-one session to make up training or for whatever reason, I always changed up my delivery style because I didn't like to fire up the projector and run up to the front of the room like I was standing in front of a group of trainees. To me, that felt uncomfortable in a one-on-one situation. So try to mentally place yourself in that situation when you're narrating. Picture yourself in the same room with one person. And it's not some faceless person-shaped blob in your head. Pick a person hopefully someone you like, and picture yourself near them, like sitting across from a dining room table. Don't talk at them. Speak with them. Ideally, you'd work on this by actually performing a script in that type of situation. But uh, that can be weird, and you might not be able to actually sit down, especially if you're a freelancer and you work from home. But simply picture yourself in that situation. It'll go a long way toward improving your performance. And like anything, the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. And eventually it'll become your default mode for when you go to narrate a project. So the key exercise for tip number one, talk to one person, is picture a person in your head and try to use their name to start new segments of the script. So you'd be like, okay, Mary, the next step is, and then continue with your script. It'll be a little bit more editing, but it'll make a huge difference in your tone. And once you get comfortable keeping yourself in the situation and staying in character, you can skip the lead-ins, but I encourage you to try it. Don't just pretend you tried it or go, oh, I know what he's saying, and then just think you did it right. Actually do it. I'm serious. It'll make a huge difference. In fact, read your script like you normally would once, and then go back and, and add in the name, and then listen to the two and hear the difference. Like, actually be critical. It's hard sometimes to be critical of your own performance, but... Actually be critical about it and listen in or ask a friend and say, hey, which one of these sounds better after you edit it up and see what they say. Tip number two, slow down or speed up. One thing I remember doing when I was a new voice talent and getting some coaching was I'd maintain a very steady but consistently fast pace during coaching sessions. And in fact, my standard feedback from the coach was, well, it sounded good, but slow down. If you aren't careful, you catch yourself thinking, I just need to get this done. I just need to ship it rather than do the best job I can. And if you don't want to have to scrap 10, 20 or 30 minutes of finished recording because you zipped through it and you can't follow along with what you just said, so your listeners aren't going to get anywhere, slow down. I find a good rule of thumb is to read at a pace that feels a bit slower than you'd usually read and then slow it down another notch especially when you get to something a bit more complex. 
but don't forget to speed back up. Seriously, make it like a regular conversation. You have to vary your pace. In conversation, you're constantly varying your pace for emphasis. You'll slow down when you have to make a point, and you'll breeze through the casual stuff. You shouldn't read the introductory paragraph to your module at the same pace that you would the necessary steps to complete some task. No one wants to just sit there while you go very slowly through Welcome to the new training module for whatever. To proceed through the course, click Next. For Notes, click Notes. Like, no one wants to hear that. Just move through that stuff. That stuff doesn't matter. People know how to use it. It's nice to have it there. Think of your content as if it were a conversation. There's going to be two main parts of a conversation. There's going to be small talk, and then there's going to be the actual conversation. And they're the difference between saying something like, wow, sure has been nice out this week, and answering a question like, where do you hope your career will be in the next few years? Take the time to figure out where the small talk is in your script, and don't treat it the same way as you would the conversational bits of your script. The key exercise for this one is, actually, I really love this. Use visual cues to remember to vary your pace. So take the time to go through a section of your script and highlight the small talk. Highlight the stuff that's not really important. Either on the physical copy with a highlighter or in Docs, Google Docs, or Word, whatever you use. That'll be your cue to just pick up the pace a little bit. But don't blow through it like it doesn't matter. Just pick it up a little bit. What's really cool about this trick is it'll have a reverse effect. What it'll end up doing is... When you get to the more important points that aren't highlighted, you'll go back to a regular speed, and then you'll deliberately slow down and give those words more importance. The best part about this is your learner is tuned into that, just because they're human. So if you're properly varying your pace, they'll lean in a bit more and pay more attention to what you're saying when you slow down and become more deliberate. They'll know what you're saying is important. Tip number three. Look over your learner's shoulder, and depending on how you take that, it might seem either impossible or a little creepy. And you might go, how am I supposed to do that? This is e-learning. Again, I'm just saying picture yourself in that kind of situation. If you were with a friend and you were demonstrating how to use some application or how to perform some task, you would probably have them at the keyboard and mouse in the chair, driving, and you would be up behind them, leaning over their shoulder and taking them through the steps. Now, the key exercise for this one is actually coupled with my fourth tip, which is get active. Most of us, when we're sitting at a computer and doing our task, we're sitting there hands locked to the keyboard and mouse, ready to navigate through whatever you're doing as fast as possible. And narration is not something that you just quickly knock out. Remember, We aren't narrating simply to convey information. To reiterate my point from the intro, don't waste your time narrating if you aren't going to worry about your performance. Narrating is about engagement. I'm sorry, I'm really passionate about that. That's a bit of a digression. Back to tip number four, get active. If you're in a situation where you're across from a table or a desk or leaning over someone's shoulder, guiding them through a task, you're not just going to sit there with your hands flat on the table. You're going to have them up. You're going to be gesturing. So relax your shoulders, lift those hands off the home row, and start flailing around. Just be sure not to knock your mic over. And don't think about the mechanics of your gestures. Just be natural. Well, don't think about your gestures in most cases. The one time I want you to think about your mechanics and gestures is when you're taking a learner through a task that they might do with a mouse. 
In that case, I want your hands to be that mouse pointer. If you have to move your mouse to the top left of the screen to click a menu item, your mouse hand should go up and left, not on the mouse, but in the direction pointing at your computer monitor if you were using the software. So you're literally pointing in the direction of that menu item or where the menu item might be. This will make your narration sound more natural and guiding, as if you were actually walking them through it and not just reading a script with the steps on it. It'll also make your tone a bit slower and more deliberate because you'll need to perform the action at the same time, and we all know how wonderful our brains are not at multitasking. One thing to consider before you start flailing around, though, make sure you're wearing a cotton shirt or not something that makes a lot of noise if the fabric rubs together, because as your arms move, obviously the fabric's going to be moving and rubbing together. And if you happen to have like a necklace or earrings that might move and jingle or clink, take those off before you start getting into it. Otherwise, you'll have a bunch of weird background noises, and that's really distracting. So the key exercise for tips three and four is just try this stuff out when you're actually narrating your next project. This one should come to you pretty naturally if you've ever had a conversation with anyone in your life, ever. So picture yourself standing behind them and guiding them through software. You're pointing at the screen. Move your hand to the top left of the monitor, the top right of your monitor, wherever the button or indicator might be. Now alone, in your office, it might feel a little silly, but just close the door so no one can see you. Tip number five, and this one's a bit of a cop-out, smile. Alright, I know it isn't that groundbreaking, but it's really important. If you don't at least sound like you're interested in the information you're conveying, your listener will definitely not be interested. So smile because your listener can hear it, and that makes all the difference. A trick for this that we used to use in the call center is place a mirror on your desk that you can actually see yourself in once in a while, or even just turn your phone to the front-facing camera and place it somewhere where you can see your face. If you're using a MacBook, you can actually fire up FaceTime, and it has a pretty small window that you can put off to the side, and that window, it'll be like a little uh, mirror on your computer screen. Just be sure not to stare at yourself and get distracted. Awesome. So that's all five of the tips, and just so you have them fresh in your mind again, they are talk to one person, slow down or speed up, look over your learner's shoulder, get active, and smile. So thanks so much for joining me for episode one, the official first episode of the DIY Narrator podcast. Well, the first episode with some real content. Please don't forget to subscribe. I'm over on iTunes, Google Play, and right on DIYNarrator.com slash subscribe. All the links you'll need to subscribe and information is right there. Also, remember the price of admission is just a share. So if you feel like you've got some value out of the episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. Drop a link on your social network of choice. It seems like the entire instructional design world is just crazy about Twitter, so that's cool. Uh, just be sure to tell someone about it. And I'd love to put together a Q&A episode or maybe alternate Q&A and content episodes or maybe do two a week. I don't know. It's all dependent on getting some questions from you guys. So if you have a question, head over to DIYNarrator.com question. Set up a form over there where you can drop me a line and ask me anything you need. There's also a little checkbox to tick if you don't want me to use your name on the podcast. So remember that. You can also send an email with your question to host at DIYNarrator.com. Show notes for this episode are over at DIYNarrator.com slash 001. 
And thank you again for all the shares and taking the time to listen. I really appreciate the support out there that's already building in the community, seriously. The training and learning and development community has got to be one of the friendliest groups of people I've ever been in contact with. So thanks for taking the journey with me and get out there and do some great work.